Hey podcasters, this is Valerie Humes, director of the National Maternity Housing Coalition, and this time I'm joining you in December for our Christmas episode. I'm excited to talk to you today, and it's going to be just me, uh, just chatting with you. I've spoken with a few of you in the housing community uh, recently, and you know, it seems that this year It's such an unusual year, although I recall us saying that last year for Christmas of 2020. Uh, But Christmas of 2021 continues to uh, surprise. And so there's a few thoughts that have just come to my mind. And so I just wanted to record this and have this um, just kind of this conversational discussion. Uh, I am open to feedback on this discussion. Uh, If you want to comment, feel free to uh, message us in our Facebook group, which is the National Maternity Housing Coalition Facebook group, or email me directly at housing at heartbeatinternational.org. But today I want to talk about Christmas in the maternity housing setting. Uh, and there are so many factors that are happening during this Christmas season. You know, so so many of us that that are working, we have, you know, our own our own family, our immediate family, our extended family, our own traditions, our own baggage, whatever is going on. And then we are so well aware that we also have a house full of residents that have a mixed bag of experiences when it comes to the holidays. And the pressure can really be on to deliver um, almost kind of a performance of sorts for the holiday season for the residents. And uh, I commented on something in our most recent newsletter, uh, Heart and Home. Uh, Hopefully you're subscribed to that. If you're not, let us know and I'll get you subscribed. But, you know, I referenced this story uh, that I'll briefly mention now, which was this this year or this experience that I had when I was decorating a home uh, with a resident. And as I was setting up a nativity, this conversation unfolded where I discovered that this resident who was looking at me like I was crazy, by the way, because here I have a baby and a donkey and hey, I mean, that must look kind of crazy, right? If you've never seen it before. And she had no idea what I was doing, and she had not heard the story of Jesus, born of a virgin and in a manger. And this was this was surprising to me and forever changed the way that I approached uh, ministry and missions overall. You know, something clicked for me that day as I was talking to her and asking her questions, realizing that she didn't know anything about Christ. Uh, actually, what she told me is the only thing she knew about Jesus is what she'd heard on The Simpsons once. And that was a irreverent joke uh, made about Christ on The Simpsons. And what clicked for me is that she had been taught many things in her life through experiences, walks in the store, going to school, commercials, TV, uh, she, she'd been informed by the world and everything that the world had taught her about the Christmas holidays um, were things that sometimes I also was talking about. And let me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stumbling over this, but let me put this in a better way. What I realized is that the world had taught her some things. The world had taught her about 
presents. And the world had taught her about a Christmas sentiment or having Christmas, that warm emotion and feel good feeling, the hallmark of Christmas. Uh, she knew about Santa and she knew about flying reindeer. Uh, and, and she knew of all, all of these basics that you see, Christmas lights and the tree and decorating. And in that moment, I just felt frozen in time. I don't think I'll ever forget that moment when I realized no one had stopped and taught her what the world could not teach her. And this was about the identity of Christ and what kind of king he is, what kind of God he chooses to be. Uh, and to talk about the story, remembering that in all of his glory and all of his power, he could have chosen to come and reign any way he wanted to. He had the right to do that, and he had unmatched glory and power. And his decision, the very best way to do that, was to come as a lowly, humble, impoverished infant, born not even in a home, <laughs> in a manger, away from his home, and to a family that was experiencing hardship, even social hardship, later uh, economic hardship, when they had to flee and they went to Egypt. This was the way that God said it's the best way to do it. This is how he chose to do it. And there's something so special in that, in this opportunity to talk about the identity of Christ. You know, I would spend a lot of time with our women and residents talking about their identity, right? Their identity in Christ and who they are. And I realized that Christmas was a special time to talk about, <laughs> to talk about Christ's identity and who he is and what his character is like and what his values are like. And it's such a rich story of the three wise men that came and it took almost a two-year journey for them to get there to see the infants and they, they brought these precious matchless gifts and then warned him of what was to come and essentially saved his life. And, you know, it's an adventurous story about the birth of Christ. And so, but she'd never heard that. And so going forward, I changed everything when it comes to the holidays. You know, uh, myself and the many others in the community that, that you know, we've partnered with, have decided we were not going to miss our one chance to show her at least one part of who Christ is. See, if we could show her who Christ is, then she can make her own decision, an informed decision about how she wants to live and how does she want to respond to this knowledge about the king and who he is. She could choose to uh, serve him. She could choose to learn more about him. She could choose to love him. She could choose to reject him. But what I would know and what we all know is that she would have the freedom of choice, true freedom of choice, because she would know. And so we realized, you know, we're going to have to streamline what we do each year. The house was uh, busy with all kinds of good things. There was nothing inherently wrong or bad with anything going on in the holiday season. Uh, but we realized that many of the things we were doing were things that Hallmark could teach her, that walking the aisles of Walmart could teach her, the public school system could teach her. 
So we kind of went through the list and said, what can we teach her that no one else can? And let's just do that and make the most of that. I want to encourage y'all to ask yourselves the same questions this holiday season. Uh, One of the things that we talk about is disciple making through the holidays. So maybe having a conversation with your with uh, among yourselves, uh, your teammates, your staff and saying, hey, how can we make disciples through the holidays? And uh, what what would need to happen? What would need to change? What gets in the way of that? And then you know what? Whatever gets in the way of that, I just want to encourage you to be free to let it go. The holidays are a beautiful time for making disciples in Christ, teaching them to know, to love, and obey Christ. And it's a perfect time for the Great Commission. So one of the stories I wanted to share with you all today as I was just thinking about this subject is a story of a resident who uh, was in the maternity home, and she uh, was 16, was living there with another 16-year-old, and had had mixed experiences historically with Christmas, pretty typical of most residents, um, liked Christmas in the sense of the emotions, liked presents, liked trees, um, but had also experienced a lot of hardship and, and unrest, typically throughout the holiday seasons. And so here she was in the maternity home, and it was holiday time. And at this time, she experienced different things, right? Uh, she went to church on Christmas, and she heard the Christmas story told many times, not just one time. Uh, and it was done in a fun way. She sat around fire pits and heard stories that were told. And she saw um, the busyness of the schedule slow down. And just there was this special time in Christmas where she realized that um, things were moving in slow motion. It wasn't chaotic. It wasn't tense. It wasn't packed full of all the busyness and it wasn't stressed, stressful about money and affording presents and no one was fighting in the home. But instead, there was time for it together. Now, that, that alone is beautiful in and of itself. And we could talk about how impactful it is for her to have the connection and the relationship and those conversations. But there's really something more to it. Over the years, I've watched the life of this resident unfold. And what I've learned is that through those experiences, through that time, those house parents and those experiences were shaping the inner voice in her head that we all have that says, this is the way it's supposed to be, or this is right, or this is wrong. And that Christmas became her standard for holidays, but it also became her standard for family. It was the inner voice that said, this is the way that it's supposed to be. So I've watched this resident carry carry this out in her life. I've watched her marry and build a family and work within her community. And the greatest thing about this is in her experience when she was being discipled in the holidays, now I watch her make disciples each holiday season. She has taken people into her home. She's loved others and over the years has resisted the urge to make Christmas about materialistic goods. 
Now, really think about that. A resident who came in that only knew trauma and typical American Christmas norms. She came in that way and she left with the ability to make a decision to build a life in a different way. And moving forward, now she walks out the values of Christ. Isn't that amazing to think about? And how did it all even happen from doing less, right? From cooking together and laughing together and telling stories together and uh, learning traditions and doing, just doing life together and slowing down less of the outside world and more of home. That has been such an impactful lesson on my on my life and on my approach to missions. I hope that it's also impactful to you as well. I want to encourage you to think this year as you are making disciples and carrying out the Great Commission throughout this holiday season to contemplate how will this holiday season affect generations to come? How will this holiday season affect others in the community? See, what those house parents didn't know is that when they were serving that woman in the home, there was a multiplication effect that was happening and they had no idea. They were serving one resident who then in turn served hundreds of people all based on the values and the identity of Christ that they showed her that Christmas. So I want to encourage you to think about that. If what you do this Christmas was multiplied many times over throughout the community, what is it that would be multiplied? What is that fruit that would come out of that? And what are those results? And I want to encourage you to ask the Lord that, hey, look, is there something different you want us to do? Um, is there something new that you want us to do? Is there something that you want us to take off the to-do list? Whatever that is, I just want to encourage you to enjoy the time of stillness and really thinking about how can you make the most to teach your residents what only you can teach them and no one else in the world has taught them or can teach them. So that's my 15-minute uh, moment with you today. I'm sorry I stumbled through it a little bit, uh, but I wanted to get my words just right with you. And this topic is so near and dear to my heart. So I'm hoping that you heard all of that and that you feel inspired to put on your Christmas jammies, to pause all of the busy programming and the classes, and to slow down, uh, to do more new recipes and baking with the women, more sleeping in less making beds, and more time to uh, do what you do, play dominoes or whatever it is, but to slow down and really be with her to give her an opportunity to see Christ this Christmas. Um, if you want to carry on this conversation with us, be sure to follow up with us in the Facebook group. It's a National Maternity Housing Coalition group, or email me directly at housing at heartbeatinternational.org. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast. Be sure to subscribe at heartbeatinternational.org slash podcast so that you never miss an episode. On behalf of Heartbeat International, have a very blessed Christmas season.